This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to a new episode. I'm so happy that you are here. Good news. We have Terry back on the show today, my better half. Terry usually co-hosts the show with me, but he has been really busy the last um, probably four months now with a career change. He is a creative by day. He's the VP of creative at a sunglass company called Blenders. And he was going through um, just shifting with his job and hasn't been on the mic for a little bit, but he's back. And I loved having him on this conversation today with um, this incredible conscious parenting educator. His name is Vivek Patel. And he is talking to us today about how we can be the safest place for our kids. And holy smokes, this is such an important conversation, you guys. Um, I'm really excited for you to hear what Vivek has to bring to the table. So um, thanks for listening. I hope this episode blesses you. As always, make sure you are subscribed or you follow our show over on iTunes. And make sure you're also on our email list, you guys. I um, touch base with my email list every week, sometimes twice a week, just to pour encouragement and inspiration inspiration and um, and and support into you guys and I let you know when new episodes go live I also often email out free resources or updates on new programs um, special discounts that we offer here at fresh start family if we have a pop-up sale or an opening um, of one of our courses all of that good stuff happens in email land so if you're not on that email list yet one of the best ways to do that is to grab our free guide all about raising strong-willed kids with integrity because i have a feeling that many of you who listen to this show (laughs) have a strong-willed kid or two, or possibly just a kid in a power surge stage of life, um, which means you have a kid between the ages of two and six or the tween and teen years. That's when you can expect your kids to really like have those power surges where they are really just craving um, autonomy and independence and more power in their life. That means they're totally normal, healthy human kids. Um, But I have a feeling most of you have at least a strong-willed kid or two, and so this free guide and worksheet is just um, really helpful to help you start to think about things different and understand that there are so many incredible ways for you to work with those kids instead of just trying to make them change or make them comply. I teach you in that free download um, just some really great new ideas and strategies that you can use to get them to cooperate better and listen more. So head on over to the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash strongwilled kids and grab that guide that'll drop you onto our email list so I can keep in touch with you each week and encourage you and lift you up on a consistent basis. So without further ado, enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. I love all of you. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. 
Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. Terry and I are so excited to be here today with Vivek Patel, who is a conscious parenting educator, and he is going to be talking to us today about how we can be the safest place for our kids. Welcome, Vivek. Welcome. Thank you, Andy and Terry. I'm so happy to be here on your show with you. Yeah, I... We're so happy you're here too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I would love for just to start out with you telling us a little bit more about your journey, how you became a conscious parenting educator and what conscious parenting is. Because here at Fresh Start Family, you know, um, we use the term positive parenting um, that that we teach in all of our programs, Um, but we all have similar roots, right? And I know, I think conscious parenting, um, I I know many people probably know the most famous Dr. Shefali. She's like down with Oprah. Like, how can you not know Dr. Shefali? But (laughs) there are so many different programs and I love to see like what just each program um, is all about. And so if you could tell us a little bit more about unconscious parenting and then about your journey and how you got to be an educator, we would love to hear. For sure. Thanks. I actually haven't really settled on a name yet. I call I've, I call it, I've called it peaceful parenting and gentle parenting and positive parenting and conscious parenting. These days, I'm kind of thinking about non-coercive collaborative parenting. It's a little bit nice. more descriptive. And, uh, yeah. and the non-coercive collaborative parenting is um, what I call the the non-coercive is like not forcing, and that's the don't do, what we don't do. And then the collaborative is what we do do. I call it the don't do and the do do. And because uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, a lot of the time we're, talked, we're to- ta- told what not to do, but we're always given a lot of information about what to do, the do do, right? And so I really like to focus on the do do. Oh, uh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and, and you know, like I remember when I was three years old, I remember um, being over my dad's knee and being spanked. I was brought up in a very punitive um, system when I was when I was growing up, and I don't know. I, I don't think I ever got used to it. I'm certainly not one of those people that say I was spanked and I turned out fine. Um, right. I'm I'm a, I'm a tangled mess of of trauma and patterns that I'm been spending decades trying to undo, and so. <laughs> And so, um, but I remember this moment, I had this, out, I was on his knee, I can still see it, I was on his knee on the landing, and I had this kind of out-of-body experience, sort of, where I was seeing the whole situation from above. And I remember feeling the dehumanization in that moment. I remember feeling uh, that I was being told in no uncertain terms that I wasn't a worthy human being. And I remember th- the thought came to me at that moment, one day I'm going to be a dad, and I'm going to do it differently. Wow. That phrase stuck with me all throughout my life, you know. And even when I went through my teen years into my early twenties, um, as a response to the my early uh, coercion, and I got bullied a lot when I was young. Also, um, as a response to that, I became a very aggressive young young man. Uh, I was into a lot of really self destructive things. I fell in with a with a crowd of uh, people who were really into doing like illegal things and I was into yeah. some criminal things and um, really not not great and honestly I often think that I'm only not in prison and not uh, dead because of um, divine grace yes yes you know yeah and um, and, and here I am now <laughs> and I'm, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm doing an entire living an entirely different life um, and then so then you know I got married and then we decided to have a kid 
And I realized at that time, like that phrase was always with me, one day I'm going to be a dad and I'm going to do it differently. And, uh, and I knew at that moment, uh, all the don't do, all the don't do's that I wanted to do, wanted to not do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't really know the do-do's at the time because I was just kind of figuring it out. You know, this is, my daughter's 23 years old. So this is, she was born in 1997. So there really wasn't Facebook. I didn't have access to information. I didn't know anybody else was parenting differently. Everybody I knew was parenting in the mainstream way. And so I was really, I really made up, made it all up as I was going along. I used to, originally I used to call it, because um, we were talking about the name, I used to call it in the old days, uh, friendship-based anti-parenting. <laughs> that's cool I like yeah that. i really like it and uh and it was because i was i was i kind of felt like i my re, I, what i did was i took my rebellion of my teen years and i turned it towards the mainstream coercive parenting idea and i became very rebellious against those ideas which made me like really connecting with my kids so anytime there was like this temptation to act as an authority figure with her to tell her what she should be doing um, to have expectations or to have rules or to use consequences or punishments or rewards to manipulate her behavior, something inside me would scream in my head. <laughs> you know that feeling? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, we, and, I can uh, totally relate to, to so much of this right now. I mean, it's me like too. Yeah. Our, our journey, like we've often said, we're like, this is so strangely counterintuitive to what culture um, has for most parents and most families yeah. experience. And we always say like our way is kind of like the punk way, yeah. which just <laughs> seems so it's, it, it's so different, but yeah, it can take your rebellion of your youth and, and have it fuel this and, and, but it's pointing towards love now. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. That's yeah. exactly it. And so every decision we made right from the very beginning, we would make collaboratively, even before she could speak, we would, we would go through the experience of asking her about it. We would talk about it with her. And we would feel, like, you know, you can feel your kids, right? We would feel what her feeling was around it. So even before we could have an actual verbal conversation, we were still working collaboratively with her. And even when it was challenging, we, we uh, encouraged her to make as many decisions as she could. When she was two years old, I remember having this conversation with her. And I said, hey, kiddo, one thing I want to make sure is that you never obey me. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I said, obedience is this thing adults do where they think kids should listen to them because they're the adults and they know better. But really, I don't know better than you. I mean, there are some things that I know more than you do, but there's a lot of things you know more than I do. And I love learning with you. We learn together. And I call it the co-learning relationship. Actually, the whole name is a whole being co-learning relationship of equal. And nice. it's whole being because it's like not just intellectual learning, it's emotional learning, it's physical learning, it's spiritual learning, it's relational learning. There's so many deep ways that we learn all the time. And I, you know, I, I, I call myself a mistake-making machine because I make mistakes every day. I'm certainly not going to make my kid feel bad for the mistakes that she, that she makes, right? So for me, it was, really a, it was really a situation where I wanted us to be together on a path and feeling that togetherness all the way through. Mm, what a sign of mutual respect right there from a young age. I mean, I think that's, that's incredible just to show her that respect. Yeah, yes. Sure. I love it. And gosh, isn't that word, that word obey is such a hot topic, right? I know for, for me sure. over the years, like, 
especially, you know, cause I'm like, I'm a Christian mama. So it's like the obey is such a hot topic. It's like, you know, yes. in scripture, it's like, obey, obey, obey. But I just think it's, it's so fascinating to have studied it over the years and to see how, you know, culture has really mucked up that word because yeah. it's like the original meaning has kind of gone out the window and it's like, do what I say or else. Right. And it's, mm. um, it's been, it's been, it's like, no, 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 no. Don't do what I say or else. Um, right. So I love that you brought up that word. Um, yeah. And tell us, so what, at what point did you decide to become an educator and like really start teaching other families about this? Because I mean, you have an incredible program. You help um, a lot of families now for the last decade now, right? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's it actually kind of happened organically because at, f- at first I was getting criticized constantly for what I was doing. You never oh. say no to your kid for fake. Right. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to ruin them and you don't tell her she's wrong. How's she going to know what's right from wrong? And all, over and over and over, I got all these messages that I was screwing up my kid. Until they started to see what our relationship was like as it started to develop. Until they started to yeah. see the harmony in our home and the mutual, the way the respect became mutual, you know. And uh, I didn't have to tell her no because she cared about the impact of her actions on the family system because that's how she was raised. She was raised with us demonstrating that we cared about our impact and therefore it made sense to her to also care about her impact. And this is, uh, and I call it modeling out loud. I model, but I also model out loud. So I'll do it and then I'll say why I'm doing it, how it benefits me, what the reason is behind it. Or the same when I make nice. a mistake. So we do this, I've been doing, we were doing this, and then suddenly people, the very people that were criticizing started saying, well, they, my, my kid won't listen to me. What do I do? <laughs> and, uh, and then after a while, um, after a while, I, how did it start? Oh, you know what? I have a friend, my friend named Zara. She is the yoga goddess. And she, she was telling me that they just have to start putting out your content. Forget about making a website, just start writing. And, uh, and I started doing that, and then I, I had a blog, which is Meaningful Ideas. And then pretty soon, people just started hearing about me and reading this stuff. And I got invited to speak at a, at a youth conference. Um, there was a big youth conference uh, happening a few years ago. And, uh, and I, it was my first time speaking in public about this stuff. It was, um, there was like over 100 parents there. And after that, it's honestly, it's just been kind of a, a snowball after that. I ended up being invited to be um, an, on the admin team of Gentle Parents Unite, which is a big Facebook group on uh, a big parenting Facebook group. We have over over sixty eight thousand members now, I think. So it's really grown. Nice. Yeah, and uh, and the beautiful thing about that is I get to see um, I get to see thousands and thousands of people. It's a huge sample size to study for like five six years, and I've got yeah. to see so many patterns, you know. And so now I speak at conferences. I mean, not in the last year, I haven't been speaking in person, yeah. <laughs> obviously, because of COVID. But before that, I was, had the fortune to be invited to speak at conferences and to do workshops. And it just kind of happened organically after that. But it really started from, it's interesting, it started from kind of being persecuted for it. I lost friends, I lost family. Um, the, 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 fortunately, my mom was always on board. Nice. Um, but, uh, but other than that, a lot of people... Um, just didn't want to associate with me because of because of this, you know. So it was very interesting. It's been an interesting uh, journey for us, for sure. Wow, what a what a yeah. gift to hear about your journey. Thank you so much for sharing, and what a powerful journey. You can just mm. feel the like the destiny in, in all of it, which is so yeah. cool. You know, I'm a little bit shaking just- inside just sharing it actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you set an intention so long ago. I mean, it's it's amazing to 
you know, to hear where it all started and how you just, you just held firm to, to that, that phrase and, and you stayed true to yourself. And, and that's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's so refreshing to have more men in this, you know, community and um, it's just awesome. So thank you. I know it's not easy. (laughs) It's like, it's like that, that persecution phase. I remember that too, of just, you know, you're just building your confidence as an educator and, you know, you know, you get these questions or you get these moments of like people doubting it and you're like, am I crazy? What if I am raising like crazy? What if my kid does grow up to be crazy? And then like you said, a few years go by and you're like, dang, this not only worked, but it is like the fruit is massive, massive. Like right now with a, with a daughter, just, um, you know, she just turned 13 and we Mm. just have so many people, you know, you hear the phrase always in culture, but now we're experiencing it in our own life all the time of like, oh my gosh, the teen year is a great, you know, just, you know, whether it's friends and families or or her friends um, of like, you know, they're addicted to their phones and, you Mm. know, they're just a nightmare and all this stuff. And we're looking at our daughter and we're like, that's not, that's not going on here. (laughs) Like she's amazing. And our relationship with her is so tight and you know, it's, it's, it's a result. And it's not always easy, but it's not um, something we fear. I think the way a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, Like I I heard um, some coworkers talking uh, yesterday. Um, I work in an area where there's like people way across the room. So you can Mm. picture this room (laughs) and wearing masks and stuff. But I I heard them talking about um, having kids and there's a, um, a gentleman that has a, a young boy and somebody asked him, well, do, don't you want a girl? And he said, no, I, I don't want a girl. And he said, well, why? Because I fear a teenage girl. Uh-huh. And this is before he's even having this yeah. second child. He's already right. said, I don't, w- I don't want that. <laughs> and so, and, 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 and it's all based on this, this fear that there won't, I, I don't know that there won't be this connection or that there, there would be this be a nightmare yeah. it, it, or yeah. somehow they will fail as a parent or the expectations won't match up or what, what have you. And I just thought to myself, I was like, that's so sad. Cause I think about yeah. my, my teenage girl now and I'm like, she's the biggest blessing in the world. I mean, I, it, and is she easy? No, it, 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 she, oh, she's, she's not. She's the reason why we're she, here. <laughs> we, 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 talk, right. we talk about her and describe her sometimes as like, she's a black diamond. I mean, if right. you're in, in the skiing world, it's like, um, you have to, you know, it, it, you're not on easy street with her, but gosh, the fruits of living in connection with her and having a genuine relationship with her and imagining what she's going to become and what type of leader she's going to become Mm. through the way that we intentionally chose to parent and come alongside her instead of over top of her or with this obedience kind of um, focus focus is is just amazing. I just know she's, um, I don't know, she's such a blessing. So anybody who's out there who's, you know, either, you know, fearful of of parenting um whether it be a girl or boy or whatever it might be um you know when you when you go into parenting with this kind of intention that uh, vivek is talking about and that wendy and i have talked about a lot of um connection first um and really coming alongside of them in this journey instead of thinking that you have to be the i know everything do as i say Right. Oh, it's such a different dynamic. Yeah. So different. Oh my gosh. I'm over here like it's so different. <laughs> so emotional because as I hear these 
two men talk about these relationships with their daughters. And here I am a girl, you know, like who didn't have that with my dad. Like, I mean, he's a a great guy. He's an amazing guy, but you know, he, he didn't have a parenting educator to coach him through (laughs) raising a daughter. And um, it's just so beautiful to know that we are part of a, a new generation, you know, a new movement of um, men who are listening to this show right now, who, are going to really resonate with what you guys are saying. And I know I've seen you talk about your daughter, Vivek and Terry, obviously. I mean, I'm just in awe of watching you and Arstella right now. Um, and it's just, it's just so radical. So yeah, I like yeah, it a wall- lot. <laughs> the wallpaper on my phone is a picture that I just found recently um, where my daughter had drawn in grade one. And uh, I think the question was, how do you get to school? And the answer, and she drew a, a really nice picture of the school. <laughs> and I mean, it's a great one looking picture, but it was a beautiful, nice picture. And underneath it said, I, I go to school by walk with my Vivek. <laughs> and you know, like from the very, very beginning, I, you, said, you said connection first and my saying is relationship first. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And uh, same, you know, and uh, I say my parenting mantra is relationship first. And, uh, and so I, you know, I really always wanted to be the safest place for my kid because I remember how unsafe I felt as a child, you know, yeah. my mother really, honestly, I want to say my mom's going to hear this. So I really want to say that yeah. my mom really tried her best to be a safe space. And probably because of that efforts that she put in, even though she was surrounded by uh, coercion herself, um, probably was a lot of this, the reason that I was, had the capacity to do this at all. And I, I rarely ever felt safe growing up. Um, my mom and I now, we do self-empowerment workshops in prisons for like 10 years. We've been doing that together. Nice. And, uh, yeah, she's an amazing being. And so certainly the, the non-coercion uh, collaborative principles that I teach in parenting, we do the exact same thing in the prison. And, and it has the, an incredible impact on those, on those guys. Actually, the only thing that has an impact on them is when yeah. they learn to see themselves for who they are and love themselves and see the real light inside of them. You know, telling them they're wrong never inspires them to change. No. <laughs> fear of punishment, no. they're just back over and over and over again. But when they feel loved and when they feel loved from the inside out, that's when they are inspired to change. And yeah. so, like, if it works on hardened criminals, like, oh, I shouldn't say hardened <laughs> criminals. That's not a nice thing to say. If it works right. for people who have committed uh, criminal acts. And gotten um, caught. And got, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right? We've <laughs> learned. You. Yeah, because yeah, we, we yeah, had some crazy yeah. teen years too. And we yeah, always say sure. like, we kind of just yeah. got lucky, but yeah. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it. And so, you know, from those early days, I really wanted to be that safe space for my kid. And I had to experiment with a lot of things because I really didn't know. And, uh, and so now I really have a, a much more clear idea about what creates safety with children and what doesn't. And one of the primary things that, I mean... Let's let's leave aside punishment and consequences because I think I mean if you're punishing somebody they're not going to feel safe with you. First of all, that's yeah. really important. So leaving letting go of punishment and consequences, and when I say consequences, I mean I don't mean like consequences that occur naturally in life because right. that's just what happens naturally in life. I'm talking about anything that's imposed, anything that I do to make my kid feel worse, hoping that she'll act better. Yeah. And, uh, and because that just doesn't work. We don't act better because we feel bad. We act better because we feel connection. We act better because we're in a, we want to be in alignment with our own values. And we want to understand the kind of relationships that we want to have, the kind of person that we want to be. And, uh, and so, um, but safety, like when, so when any time I would t- tell my kid, I remember the way I kind of discovered this is I would 
I would just do something with my kid. And then I would look at her reaction and I'd be like, okay, she didn't like that. <laughs> Clearly, not. She, I could feel she trusted me less in that moment, you know? And I'm like, okay, something in there produced a lack of trust and a lack of connection. How what can I pull from that? How, and I would think about it for days afterwards, like yeah. figure it out. What is it in me? What is it in the relationship? And one of the primary things that I found was anytime that I projected any kind of wrongness onto my kid, anytime I suggested what she did was wrong, Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Then she would pull away from me. She would protect mm. herself from me. Um, because, in, because wrongness, because, you know, we often hear adults, I say adults as if they're another species. I still remember <laughs> feeling like adults were another species when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goodness. I remember adults often say, oh, you can separate the criticism of the behavior from the, from the criticism of you. But, but little, first of all, I have a lot of trouble doing that myself. Like if I have to really focus to be able to do that. Yeah. But with kids, their behavior and their self, the line between the two is actually almost non-existent. It's the, we, we create that, that separation as we grow. But with kids, their behavior and their beingness kind of happen at the same time. So if I say this was wrong when you did it, they're feeling you're wrong. Something about you is broken and needs to be fixed. Something about you is wrong. As opposed to the recognition that we're always all on a learning path. 
we're always moving towards learning about ourselves, learning about our values, learning about relationship. And, uh, and mistakes yeah. are a beautiful thing to happen. Mistakes are a beautiful opportunity. And, uh, and I wanted my kid to, when she made a mistake, I didn't want her to just feel okay. I wanted her to feel excited about coming to me with it because she would know that my learning mindset is stable and reliable and that she could lean on it and that we could learn about it together. We didn't ignore mistakes. We learned about it. But the learning wasn't, this is wrong, you have to do it like this. Learning was, what makes sense to you about this? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of relationships do you want to have? Like when my kid, um, when she was... 10, I think, something like that. She stole $20 from her uncle's place when we were visiting. It was in a bowl and she saw it and she just stole it. And, yeah. uh, and, and I was, first of all, I've stolen, in my youth, I stole a lot. So right. I could, certainly couldn't <laughs> criticize her for it. But also when she, when she came to me and told me, she said, Dad, I stole $20 from Uncle. First of all, I was oh, like, that's radical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I didn't, the confetti I didn't, is going off. Yeah, exactly. I was so happy because I remember all my life just hiding, hiding, hiding everything. My parents don't know. Even now, my mom yeah. doesn't know all the stuff that I did. Same. And uh, yeah, for sure. But she came to me with it, right? And the first thing I did was say, I said, thank you for telling me, kiddo. I really appreciate the trust. It really means a lot to me. And I said, how do you feel about it? I didn't tell her how to feel about it. Right. I asked her, how do you feel about it? I said, how do you feel about it? And I didn't say, how do you feel about it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like- uh, Tone was, is everything. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but, and the tone comes from my mindset. The tone comes yeah. from the work I do inside myself to hold that space. You know, it's not automatic. I want to be clear. It's not automatic. I've had to work really, really hard to, do, to hold that kind of space. But I said, how do you feel about it? And if she had said, I feel great, I wouldn't have said you shouldn't feel great because again, I'm telling her she's wrong. And then she would have to hide that from me next time. And then how could we explore the situation together? if She won't be open to exploring it with me. To me, I was always wanted to keep that guiding relationship secure. You know, I say that parents have three primary relationships with their kids, the relationship of model guide and friend. And, uh, and put those three things together and you have a really solid package. You don't need to be an authority figure if you have those three things. Um, friendship alone, you know, maybe it doesn't cover everything, but when you add the model and the guide relationship, it's so powerful. So I knew in that moment, I was like, here's my opportunity. It's like, okay, Vivink, she's coming to you as a guide. You wanna preserve the guide relationship, what are you gonna do? So, but she, what she did said was, I don't really feel great about it. I said, I was exciting at the time. I said, yeah, I know it can be exciting. And she said, empathy, right? So there's the other thing is empathizing. I really wanted yeah. to reflect back to her what she was feeling and help her feel uh, okay about it, help her feel, because even the excitement, I didn't want her to feel bad about it. I wanted her to understand the context of it. I wanted her to understand the implications of how to relate to it. Um, yes, but I wanted aware her to, of that excitement is so important. Exactly. Thank you. The self-awareness, right? Because, self yeah, because otherwise you can't develop the um, you know, self-regulation when temptation comes if you're not aware of like, oh, that sometimes right. feels exciting. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> right. Exactly. Does it align with my values? Does the action right. that it wants me to do it align with my values? Not my, not my parents' values that they've imposed on me, but my values that come from my own conscience, my relationship yeah. with myself, right? Yeah. So I said, I said okay, well, um, what do you want to do about it? She goes, well, I don't really know. And so I said, okay, well, why don't we look at all the possible options? And so again, I didn't, I didn't tell her what she should do. I said, well, let's look at all the options. There's on the one, on the one extreme, you could just keep it. He's never going to know. And maybe you, you feel bad about it. Maybe you won't do it again. And that's okay. 
um, so you'll learn your lesson, but, uh, but maybe you don't want to give it back. And then I said, on the other extreme, we can go right to him and apologize and tell him what you did. And uh, you know your uncle, he's going to love you no matter what. So you could do that. I said, let's look at some of the in-between things. And so I said, we could, uh, we could um, give him $20 for his birthday. And then we're technically returning it. <laughs> and, uh, right. and, you know, and I said, or we could go over there one day and, uh, and uh, I could distract him and you could put it back. Or I could go myself and I could put it back for you. And I just gave her all sorts of options. And I said, now, what nice. I want you to do is think about what feels right to you. What would you like to do? And there's a big risk in those moments, right? Big risk yeah. in not controlling the outcome in those moments. Yeah. Right? And the risk is, you know, is my, is my child um, going to follow this? And especially me, like I, I spent years stealing. So is, is she going to go down that same path, right? And then the temptation is I have to stop it now or she's going to end up in prison. Except that I work in prisons. I know that's not how it works. So, <laughs> so um, she took actually took some time. She didn't rush into it because I've helped her learn that when you when you have to make a big decision to go inside and to really feel inside, you know, to notice nice. the different shoulds and then to feel your body. What is the signals your body is giving you to feel into your deep, uh, your deep uh, wisdom? You know, like kind of putting my hands around my head as I do this and my heart. Um, and touching my stomach, like all like decision making and our, accessing our deep wisdom and our conscience is like it's a practice we can help our kids learn, you know. Yeah. And so she took some time to think about it, and she came back to me, and she said, "Hey, Dad, I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to go over there, and you distract Uncle, and I'll put it back." And so we did that. I said, "Hey, can you yes. show me something?" We went over there, and can you show me something on your computer? And we went to the Mac room, and she put it back in the bowl, and we left. And then we were walking down the street back home because we didn't live too far. We were like high fiving and celebrating, <laughs> and and I was saying it feels so good to know what you felt was right and to do it and to really honor that and to know the kind of person you want to be. And then I was helping, uh, I was uh, really uh, sh sharing with her. What is the word I'm looking for? Validating the experience for her, right? So, so doing that over and over and over again for, bless you, doing that for over and over and over again for years, um, number one, I, I became such a safe place for her to, to, um, to, uh, come to come to me with her mistakes, you know? Number two, I helped her really, really learn that mistakes were about learning, you know, and that she could uh, learn to become more the person she wants to be. And that's really beautiful to me, you know. And number three, I helped her. Um, I helped her also learn about who she wants to be. What is her value? You know, my kid knows her values from the inside out so strong that nothing shakes them. The peer pressure doesn't affect her. Uh, you know, so I don't. Awesome. I. She actually. She actually says that. Like when we walk to the grocery store, she, and there's sometimes if something's on the floor. I'll just walk by it, and she's like, "Dad, somebody works here. <laughs> they have to pick that up. Let's pick that up together." You know, like she. She's so great about those things. And even when I'm alone, I was now I still pick it up in honor of her. You know, so that <laughs> I'm taking her value on. And, uh, that and so I think is an amazing story. Thank you. So cool. Yeah, no, there's so many great things that uh, have happened there. I mean, A, going back to the win of her even just coming to you in the first place, because I think about all of um, the navigation she would have had to, to do if she did that on her own. Like she still probably could have felt awful about what she did, but then stewed on it for a while, gone and spent the money, had another <laughs> rush, had another rush of uh, emotions and feelings, Right. weighed them out and said, hmm, 
Yeah, this one felt weird, but this one felt good. I don't know. Maybe it's not all bad. And then you and I know that that just creates a, a, a weird pattern. And she's alone in all of that. She didn't get yeah. to navigate any of those waters with the guide yeah. um, or, or, or any of those things. So I think it's so it's it's beautiful the way that you were able to do that. And Thank I you. think the tone, I mean, for anybody out there that's like listening, that's like, this seems so abstract. It's like it, it would never work, I think, if the tone was was different um mm. i know we kind of laughed about it but it is very serious like you you could just your your first reaction or your tone right when you know your your kiddo decides to share something with you uh, can shut that door as 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 quickly as it opened yeah so um your practice that you talked about doing in your you know yourself um for anybody else on this journey it's it's not just about um, learning a method, picking up a book, and then trying it out on your kid and hoping your kid responds the right way. You got to do a lot of work inside and staying, yeah. you know, staying in a in a in a in a state to where you um, you're you're ready for those situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of I that. Was, you go ahead, Vivek. Yeah. No, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of that, a lot of that comes from. Uh, you know, the work that we do on how we respond to our own mistakes. You know, yes. one of the primary things that I, I uh, teach parents is to love themselves, to forgive themselves. Um, I do a weekly meditation with parents. And one of our, one of our meditations, actually, I, I have two, two meditations on self-compassion and loving ourselves. And, uh, and I have another one, another one um, on, on being able to observe ourselves um, from an objective standpoint so we can see ourselves and see the system. But really, the self-love and self-compassion and self-forgiveness is so, so, so important. Because without it, we, if, we're, if we're putting ourselves down, if we're um, harsh with ourselves, uh, that is going to leak out even with our best efforts. And of course, we do it anyways. Like, there's no way to avoid passing on some of that to our kids. And that's yeah. why having a repair process is so important, because even when we do that, um, we can go back in and we can apologize and we can work to make a, a repair process. You know, a repair process is something that I think is also uh, one of the most important things with our kids, because we are going to make mistakes, you know, and we can also uh, model a wonderful repair process by going to our kids and saying, hey, you know, the other day um, I was, I just did this to my kid the other day. I was really, I was I projected my own thing on her. We were opening presents on Christmas, and uh, and there was a like um, a bunch of presents in one, like little ones, and then there was a card. And she said, "Oh, I'll open the card first. And I was like, "Card first? That's for adults." And, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You're such a and it's, punk and at it's, heart. It, I know, and it's because when I was young, I was always told. Vivek, open the card first or you're not grateful. Yes. My kid oh doesn't my have that program and she genuinely just wanted to open the card first. Yeah. And so I was projecting my stuff on her that wasn't present for her. And then, but I didn't say anything at the time because I knew I would, I was emotional, but I noticed it right away. I was like, okay, Vivek, you're projecting. And my saying is no repression, no projection. So I don't want to repress my feelings. I wanted to honor, oh, Vivek, you're feeling hurt. You felt, felt hurt because you... You remember in childhood and your enthusiasm was being squashed and you were being, even though you were really excited and you were grateful, you were being told you were ungrateful because you weren't opening the card first. And all that was in me and I projected it on her. So then a few days later, I said, hey, kiddo, you know that time, that moment when I said that thing? I said, you know, I was reflecting on it and I realized that when I was a kid, that's what happened to me. And so I projected my whole thing from my own childhood pain on you. 
And I could see that it actually affected you. And I could feel that it was, it didn't feel good to you. Because I actually felt that, you know, I talked about seeing the lack of trust, the trust diminished yeah. slightly, right? And I felt that in that moment. And uh, I mean, we have a, a sta pretty stable, resilient relationship after two decades of working this way, but still the repair yeah. process was necessary. And I went to her and I told her about it. I wasn't saying, please forgive me, please forgive me, because I had done the work to forgive myself. I spent a few days uh, working myself nice. through it first. Um, but I did want her to understand that I acknowledged the impact and that I was going to work to be more conscious of that in the future. And I think that um, the repair process is something that's really, really important too. Oh my gosh. Okay. So many things I have to touch on real quick because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> so yes, I agree. The repair to me is like, one of the most important things in this work that, you know, people like you and I teach, it's like, I didn't grow up in a home where repair was ever, literally huh. ever, like you would blow up, you would have a fight, you get punished, you get spanked, whatever. Like, I, again, I, I love my, I loved growing up in my home. My parents are awesome. I love them. Um, mm. My brother was wild and out of control, but as in general, like I had a great childhood, right? But there was no repair. Like mm -hmm. there was no real humility. Like if, if a one person freaked out on another person or hit someone or yelled at someone or shame, like there was no repair. Right. So it's been such yeah. a beautiful thing to learn that in my adult life and then to teach other families that, and then to teach their kids that because mm -hmm. that's the fresh start, right. It's such a blessing. And I also agree that the self-compassion and the self-love is, is like that pivotal piece, right. For me and my own journey, probably in yours too, but I had this like very pivotal moment when I went from doing like kind of control-based traditional parenting to totally doing a 180 and mm. seeing my daughter as an actual human soul instead of like <laughs> a little person I needed to control. But it was all based in a life coaching weekend course that, you know, I now teach, but it's like, it's, it was all based in self-compassion and self-love and, mm. and reduce like releasing shame that once Beautiful. I did that and I started the process of being easier on myself and loving myself because my daughter is an exact mini me. She's literally like, <laughs> you know, not everything, of course. She's her beautiful own self. But yeah. um, so I agree with that. And then real quick, I wanted to touch on also your comments around the value is so awesome. And when you talked about the fear that comes along, when you told that story about your little girl stealing, it's um, that, that courage that you had in that moment that every parent has the opportunity to do when they're tested like this, but that, you know, that fear, that fear, that feeling of being scared is mm. what leads to being a brave and courageous parent. Like you mm. cannot be brave and courageous without feeling freaked the heck out, like scared, right. you know, just like if you're an athlete, whatever, it comes in all areas of life, but being feeling scared is just this normal thing, right? But, but I believe that when you trust that your child was perfectly designed, I believe by God to have that moral compass, right? To yeah. know that like, yeah, it doesn't feel good to lie. We weren't designed to lie. We weren't designed to steal. So you're going to get an internal body signal that's perfectly designed. There's no mistakes here. Like we were beautifully designed with five fingers, a heart, a mind, an amygdala, like all these things yeah. to operate together and you're going to get a signal. And so I'm just going to mentor you through that. I'm not going to make you develop a conscious, <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? And so it's so beautiful to hear that 
but you have to have trust. Like my teacher used to say to me, Wendy, trust in the humanity of your child, right? Mm. It was another way of saying. And then for me, it's like, for me, I have to say to myself all the time, trust that God knew what he was doing. Like, I don't need, I don't need to make my child. Um, And so that story is just so beautiful because when parents practice this stuff, like you, you get to develop the ability to be brave and courageous and it is badass. Like don't discount it as some weak, like, Oh, it's like, no, that's called courage. And so many people will never get there because they're just like the, they shut down the scared. They're like, oh, I can't be scared. I got to be powerful. I got to puff totally. up. I got to right. make sure I, I make this right. And really it's like, <laughs> no, actually the more badass thing to do is to trust and to pull back mm. and let your child and their perfect design guide them. So yeah. that's my two cents. It's such a beautiful story. And oh my goodness. And last thing as we wrap up, Vivek, yeah. is um, there's I love all the kind of acronyms you've given and and you've actually talked about two. So one was empathy model guide friend. And that's such a great way. I think it's really nice to like be able to remember things when um, you kind of have either an acronym or a way of remembering it. And then you have another one called ears. um, And that's empathize, affirm, relate, and support. And it really is very similar to the other one, but maybe you could just finish off this episode telling us a little bit about that. um, And then also where our listeners can find you if they want to connect with you more. Absolutely. Thank you. So ears is, you know, a lot of the times parents tell me that they don't understand empathy, how to empathize. And, uh, and it's really challenging. And, and a lot of the times kids, kids will scream and yell at their parents when they try and empathize because it's really challenging. I get that a lot, especially when they haven't done it a lot before. So I developed ears as a way of, um, helping parents understand how to empathize. It gives kind of a structure. And then as time goes on, they learn to, um, put real feeling in real relationship into that, into that structure. So ears stands for, like you said, empathize. The A is actually affirm, accept, acknowledge. And, uh, and then R is relate and S is support. And so the way it works is that the short form of it is empathy is where you reflect, empathize where you reflect the feelings back to the kid. So it's like, I hear what you're feeling. I see what you're feeling. Gen- generally, like you're, oh, you're angry right now. Or you're really upset right now. Or this is really a frustrating, hard moment for you. Right now. And then A is affirm. Um, and affirm or acknowledge is where you want them to know that it's perfectly natural and human for them to have that experience. You know, a lot of the times um, we can be given the message that our feelings are a problem. And I want kids to know they're not only a problem, they're natural. They're a beautiful part of the human experience, you know, and we want to learn to accept them so that we can learn to work with them. Because if you're oppressing them, you're not going to be able to work with them. And then R is relate. Relate is where I put myself into the picture. I say, you know, I feel that way too sometimes. In a similar kind of situation, I would feel that way too. And uh, and I'd put R third because if you put it first, then you kind of, it's like if a kid says, oh, I'm feeling upset and you go, oh, I feel upset too sometimes. then you kind of make it about you. They haven't had that chance to really right. bond emotionally first, right? So first, I really want them to feel like I see their emotions, I accept them. And then once they feel that, I'm like, yeah, I feel that way too, kiddo. Like, you you do really? Yeah, yeah, me too. And like, oh, okay, I guess it's okay. And once that whole process comes, uh, like has its life, because it's, it's not just, empathy is not just words, it's an emotional journey we take with somebody, right? And we yeah. hold space for their emotions and we hold space for it in a way that we're connected with them. 
Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. And then we get to S. S is support. Support is problem solving. Support is imagining and dreaming and planning. Um, support is looking at how we, what we how we can move forward, like the support I did with my kid with yep. the stealing, right? Um, that was, uh, yes, exactly. Thank you. That's the guy. That's when the guide relationship really comes in. Um, I think the friend model stuff happens with uh, with the empathizing, and so that when you when you take the time to to do that, um, and really take the time to like spread it out like that, it can have a profound effect on kids. You know, like I remember um, before I tell this story, I don't want to go on and on. Um, should I go into a story about it? Or? Yeah, do it. I think yeah, Terry's gonna okay? go. He's gonna say goodbye okay. so he can take I, uh, our son to school. But you and yes, I will okay. finish up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vivek. It's been such a joy, Terry. Yay. Okay. Yes. We are all about stories. So tell me the story. I would love, I think storytelling is such a great way to, um, you know, it's, it helps parents learn. So we're all about the stories. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my, my niece, um, was over uh, a couple of years ago and we were, we went to the park just over there and we were walking home. And as we came home, there was a, uh, one of our neighbor's cats was sitting right on the front, right on the front stoop as we were walking in. And uh, and she immediately started to scream. Ah, go awake! I'm afraid of cats. Ah, screaming, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, and I immediately I went straight to S, which is support, 
Um, right. and, uh, and I said, Oh, Hey kiddo, it's okay. It's a, it's a friendly cat. And she screamed even louder <laughs> 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 because that's why empathy is so important because she was having an emotional experience and I was trying to help her emotional experience with an intellectual solution. Mm, and it just doesn't yep. work. It doesn't work. And so, so, and I'm, and so in my head, I'm like, I'm, I had him like, a. Vic, you teach ears and you just went straight to S. That's actually why yes. I developed Sears. Sears is where you jump to S first, support first, and you realize it and you backtrack and you go back into ears. Awesome. Yes. I have I have ears, years, and Sears. Years is where you yell first. Oh. And then you backtrack. And the yell can be like a big yell or even a little yell, right? A little complaint. Okay. You and need either, a book. Do you have a book yet? Yes. I don't. I don't. I have so much of so many of these things. I've I'm going to help you manifest that. I'm going to manifest it for you. I can picture Please. it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sears, we just jumped a solution first. Your, your years is where you yell first, right? And then, uh, and but but so, so I realized I was in a Sears moment. So I backtracked. And I said, oh, kiddo, you're so afraid of the cat. I'm so sorry. It's so hard to be afraid of things. Come into my arms. And she jumped into my arms and buried her face. I said, yeah, you're afraid. You're afraid. And I said, oh, it's okay to be afraid. It's natural nice. to be afraid. But it wasn't time yet because she still needed the empathy. I noticed that. And she, she got a little more upset. She didn't want to hear yeah. it yet. And so I said, oh, you're still afraid. You're still afraid. Then, I, then I, she started to relax a little bit, right? And then I said, oh, okay. It's, it's okay to be afraid, kiddo. It's natural to be afraid. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of things too. No, she didn't want to hear that. So that's why this, I know, I've noticed that the ear stages are actually really, they really are a, how, how we live those emotional experiences. We really need to have that emotional connection first before we start to think about it. And uh, that's why I don't ask questions. How are you feeling? What are you feeling? Because that forces mm. a kid to have to go into their intellect. And that doesn't really help the moment when they're full of in their emotional brain, right? So I want to connect from their out-of-control out of emotional brain with my in-control emotional brain, but it's still my emotional brain guided by my intellect. Right. It's still my emotional brain, and I connect those things together. So she felt me with her. And after a while, she calmed down. And, uh, and I shooed the cat away and we went upstairs. And then my wife came over and I was telling her the story. And why did I tell her the story? Because I wanted to bring the emotions up again for a second round of ears, right? So then, then she was like, yeah, Auntie, I was scared of the cat. And she was like, you were scared. And she knows ears too. You were scared of the cat. Oh, I get it. Yeah, it, was, it must have been really scary. I said, yeah, you must have had a hard time with the cat in the past. She goes, I did. It was really scary. And then we got to a point where um, I said, you know, your auntie is afraid of dogs. And at that <laughs> moment, that's R, right? Yes. And I said, and I'm afraid of bees. And she goes, you, Uncle Vivek? And I said, yeah, me. She goes, oh, and you, auntie? She goes, yeah. So all of a sudden, we, were, we weren't adults telling her what to do or whatever. Yeah. We were three humans all experiencing the humanness of having fears. Yeah. And she just relaxed so much. And then I and then I, I didn't even need to go to S at that point. I, I we just stayed in that kind of that that feeling. You know, S often like the support often arises from the relationship, from the from the person themselves. They don't try to push that. So, anyways, like a couple of hours go by, and we went outside, uh, and her parents came, and so we went outside, took them, uh, took her outside, and the cat was still sitting there, not even three feet from where she was, and I expected her to jump into my arms, but she just looked at it. And just walked by it. <laughs> that is so uh, funny. Yeah, it was a beautiful, yes. beautiful thing. I love that story. That's so awesome. And yes, isn't those moments when your kid 
truly, like when you truly un- unle- unlock that relation, it's the most, mm. it's the coolest thing to have them look at you and go, oh, you too? Like, I thought yeah. you were perfect. I thought I was, this is my translation. I thought I was just some idiot kid, like who mm-hmm. messes up and, and to, to learn that you, someone I respect and I admire and who inspires me deeply that you have troubles too. Like it's such a beautiful thing to witness as an adult, right? Um, Just this last weekend, we were in Joshua tree together as a family and Mm. having the best conversations um, under the stars and in Joshua tree national park. And just, it was so cool. Um, But one of them actually came about, about stealing and it was so vulnerable to have our kids look us right in the eye and go, have you guys ever stolen? And you could tell Terry and I were coming out of our skin. We were like, (laughs) but we admitted a few things and it was so cool to have them just be all, they were all ears. They were like, oh my gosh, tell me more, you know? And then Mm. of course we got to share with them that feeling afterwards of how crappy it felt. And um, it was just a great conversation, but I love that when you can get that relation piece. And then I love, and I love that story because the results, like the proof is in the pudding, right? Like the results are there. Like parents get so hung up on like, well, we want her to know what to do with the cat next time. Like we want, and again, that then it comes into the trust part, like Mm. her, her own heart and mind. Once she's supported in the emotional side of things and not doesn't have to stuff all those feelings like her Mm. body and her mind actually knows what to do on her own you didn't even have you didn't even have to teach her like next time you see a cat take a deep breath right (laughs) she just knew what to do because she felt safe with you and she felt safe and that that is a powerful story i'm so happy you told us that well Vivek, what an honor it has been to sit with you this morning. I know listeners are just going to be so blessed by your wisdom. I cannot wait till your book comes out in a (laughs) few years. And tell us for now, until you get that book, um, how listeners can find you, where they can get in touch with you, and just... um, you know, to to stay um, stay in your wisdom, where where can uh, they go? Absolutely, thank you. So, on Facebook is where I put most of my stuff these days. And if you go to Meaningful Ideas on Facebook and and search me out, I'm there. I go live all the time. There's so much video of me talking just like this for hours and hours and hours and hours because <laughs> I have a lot to share, and uh, and because I have a lot of don't dos and a lot of do dos that I share, right? And, uh, and nice. I try and go into nuances. Um, for, I call them millimeters. You know, I look at the millimeters of, of things. And because uh, the more that we learn, the more that we, can, uh, that we can implement these things. So Meaningful Ideas on Facebook. I have probably about 200 articles on Facebook and probably close to 100 videos on Facebook. Um, also on uh, YouTube, I have 60 videos right now, including full workshops, because um, I always record my workshops. And, uh, yes. and it, I have probably about 10 more in the can that I'm planning to put on YouTube. So I'm always growing YouTube. And that's also Meaningful Ideas. And Meaningful Ideas on Instagram. And I, I'm less active on Instagram, but um, a few months ago, Alanis Morissette shared one of my sayings on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I was so excited. It's my first celebrity, big celebrity share. So that was very fun. And, uh, yes. and um, I really uh, admire her because she really shares this uh, very similar message. And I love that she's using her influence to do that. It's so great. And meaningfulideas.com is my website, but it's kind of under construction right now. But there's about 400 articles that I've written there as well. I'm wow. very prolific. And then, um, and then my membership site, because we had discussed we both have membership sites, my membership site where parents can work more intimately and personally with me 
Um, and my uh, collaborator and business partner, Sujai, who's incredibly wise, um, is uh, uh, gentleparentsunite.com slash membership is where you can find us. Um, and uh, yeah, and, I, and we do weekly meditations and group coaching calls. And I go live like this every, uh, every, every week. And uh, I give a, a parenting class on something or the other. Um, and there's a video library of about 50 or 60 videos of me doing that over the last couple of years. So there's a lot of uh, content available. A lot of, there's a lot of content available for free on my Meaningful Ideas stuff and, um, and also in the Paint membership site. So that's where you can find me. Beautiful. Well, we will make yeah. sure we put all of that in the show notes so everyone Excellent. can have easy clicking. Thank and you. thank you for being here so much, Favek. And um, we'll have to do this again. For sure. I appreciate that. It's been a joy. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 94. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.